This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Luca Nation. You guys are in for a treat. This is probably the this is the last live episode that we're gonna do before Cage is on vacation. And you guys that follow us, you know Disney World Cage is like the best version of Cage. You get to travel <laughs> the world by walking around Epcot. He gets to smoke stogies in a no smoke zone. That's right. He gets to eat as much as he could possibly want. Root beer, ice cream. <laughs> what else do you do? What else do you do? Good. I mean, listen. It used to be the start of the vacation was Chick Fil A. That was before they had it in New York because they have it in the airport in Orlando. So that would not, be the, that, so that, that was, was the, how that was the kickoff. You'd fly okay. down there. Well, you get down at lunchtime, like eleven forty-five, twelve o'clock, and boom! You don't even get your luggage. You don't even care about your luggage. You go into the food oh, court. Get you get Chick Fil A. You get Chick Fil A, and then you used to go to like you know you get on like a Disney bus and you eat the Chick Fil A, and the kids are eating waffle fries and throwing them at each other and stuff, and it's a good time. Don't know necessarily will do that this time, but that was always like the kickoff to the trip. Now you know Uber, you know get get our bags, get a you know get a large Uber to you know to the hotel, and you know we figure it out, man. But what what else do we do while I'm there? Yes, I like chatting with you as I smoke on the balcony. And watch the rain come in. I'll send you pictures of the rain. It's a little different, different hotel storms, this time. Storms in Florida in the summer are incredible. A lot of rain. A lot of rain. Orlando is one of the nicest airports, too, I think I've been at. Like, I, I would say top five airport. It's a nice country. airport. It is good shopping. You know, good you know, good food court. A little, uh, you know, a humongous fish tank in the middle of the airport there that uh, the kids can kind of be entertained by. But here's, here's, here's the thing, right? Data. Data has complicated the hobby and made the hobby easier at the same time. Data is something that's very valuable, and it's also valuable to Disney. They try to you know, optimize your vacation through data, through their app. They also try to optimize crowd control by you know, reserving different parks, making you reserve what park you're going to go to ahead of time, making you reserve rides and lines and all this stuff. And there's a whole bunch of new data stuff on, on their app this time that I've never done before. As many times as I've been to Disney – this is now a new thing for me that I have to like wake up and like buy a thing at midnight, hopefully if they have it available, and then make reservations at like 6.55, 7 a.m. for what I'm doing during the day. It's not Has exactly it you? Has it helped you or has it been I don't know. I've never done it. This, uh, is will be, this will be the first time doing this. It used to just be like you could book stuff ahead of time, 30, 60 days in advance, and then you know you do that stuff. Now it's just almost like a crapshoot. And I hope I figure it out. I, I feel like a disappointment, you know. If I can't be the you know the, the tour guide and make sure that I get everybody the uh, you know the, the the experience that they want, so is it busy season right now? No, no. no. I, this is why we go one because it's a forced diet for me. You know, like it's it's like 110 degrees and and a sticky there. And if I would have went what I weighed back in April, now I would make it like a day, maybe two days. Uh, everyone listening should buy stock and baby powder. 
because it would just not be pretty. And, you know, I mean, I would just be a mess. I probably would die right there in Epcot before but I had you my training for three months. And this is, this yeah, is, you know, you lose. This 50. is your, this is your Titans. Is this your Titans going to Gettysburg or is this your Titans coming back? I mean, it's Gettysburg? like, it's my Titans going to Foxborough and they can't get, they can't seem to get over the hump, but maybe they'll be brave. Oh, now they can be Mac Jones. But, uh, you know, it I'm talking to remember the Titans when they I, went to I, know, I know, what you're, I know what you're talking about. I'm making a, a I'm lot of men fought good there. battles over there. And we're Listen, still fighting that same battle here today. What it is, I mean, it, it's so it's a forced diet. And yeah, also a lot of the schools are closed across the country. Uh, a lot of schools are back open. So down in Florida, the schools are open. So, you know, they're not coming in during the weekdays. A lot of places in the country, they're back to school already. Um, whereas in the Northeast here, you know, our kids don't go back to school for a little while longer, so I kind of t- try to take advantage of that. The crowds are a little lighter, but it's still 110 degrees, so it's it's interesting. That's I spent a lot of money on Diet Coke. And Coke amazing. amazing. Luca Nation, that's the kind of guy Cage is. When everyone goes left, he goes right. So welcome back to the Fractional Report before opening bell, brought to you by Collectible. And a top five moment, easily a top five moment on this show was when we had Shyway and Empire Sports Cards on <laughs> He compared himself to Warren Buffett. Uh, but love this that guy. week, uh, he, he's very likable. It's hard <laughs> not to love Shy. It's hard not to root for him as well. But this week, Cage officially became a portfolio manager. He mm. bought five different assets on Collectible. It, we'll, we'll, will we call this like the Tiger Fund? Yeah, I mean, I guess let's not call it a fund, right? I mean, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, we took $1,000 of, of our money. And we're going to, you know, I believe it will be helpful for us going forward for a bunch of reasons. One, you know, Luca Nation in our Discord gets to have some input, gets to see what kind of thought process goes into it, gets to, you know, pick these things. We talked about them before, you know, before picking the assets. I give kind of my analysis, my rationale ahead of time of, hey, this is why I think this is a good, kind of like we do here, right? Um, And, you know, up until this point, I mean, we are now well into our our second uh, year of doing this here. We are a couple episodes in, right? We're two, three episodes in. I don't even remember exactly. Um, I think so second two, episode of year two. You're second correct. episode of year two already here. So 54 episodes of this. And as you all know, uh, the first year, I did not even have an account. Um, so, you know, I was not trading. I was not, you know, um, involved in it. You didn't want a Nancy Pelosi. Well, I did exactly right, exactly right. So, 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 but to flip it to the other side, by not being involved in it, you know, I couldn't speak with a a um, you know a bird's eye view here of the liquidity, the trading, the platform, the bid ask function, all these things that I've now learned a lot more about just in the last week by involving myself in the trading and the buying of assets and I'm sure selling down the road, although I like to think of myself as a longer term holder, I will be able to talk about those, you know, those items and, and, you know, it'll, it'll just allow us to kind of, you know, come at it from a different perspective. We're going to disclose the full, you know, funds, the portfolio, we start with a thousand dollars. And the goal here, of course, guys, is we're going to trade this for 50 weeks or 48 weeks, whatever it is leading up to the national of 2023, when I'm sure we're going to have another cigar event, cigar night and the entire fund, including that thousand dollar principle, all of it is going to be used as a budget for that event. may not be the whole budget for the event, but it's going to be used in a budget. We'll obviously explain what we use, whether it's, 
you know, if we have 30 attendees, much more extravagant than <laughs> everybody gets, you, a, you know, well. a, a gift for whatever. We'll, we'll figure out exactly. I might pay for some cigars. Who, who knows? But we, we will obviously disclose that. But the, uh, you know, the hope is that, you know, hand in hand with the members of Luke and Asian discussing the assets that are available and which ones, you know, these guys think are, are, um, you know, undervalued or plays for whatever reason, we come, you know, we come to a kind of a, you know, a decision that this is the one we should buy and or the ones that we have in our portfolio, this is the time to sell it. So yeah, man, a lot, a lot of discussion in our discord. And if you're listening to this and you know, you want to join, send us a message on Luca Tiger Lebron podcast, IG, I'm, I'm hoping you're following us. We'll get you in the discord and get you in the collectible fun chat. And you can, you know, you can also chime in. One comment I got was, you know, Hey, what about memorabilia? And I didn't look at memorabilia in the first week, but I asked whether or not the person had a specific idea about memorabilia. They said, no. Uh, but if somebody does, we're all ears. You know what I mean? You know, we, we, um, you know, we're open to memorabilia. And, you know, if you look at, if you look at this week, which I don't want to jump into the data yet, memorabilia were the top two performers of the week. So Before we go memorabilia. There, two questions. What have you learned from buying and selling on collectible for the first time? And are you dip buying Tatis or do you think that there is more downside there? Two questions. Maybe. So I did look at the Tatis. Um, I am not, I don't believe that he is a play, you know, just yet. I don't believe there's any upside catalyst for him anytime soon. And that's part of the problem. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to play at all this year. He's going to miss the playoffs, assuming they make the playoffs and he's going to miss the start of next year. So you're not going to have him talked about in the run-up of next year, any hype that comes into it next year. So it's a difficult thing, um, you know, to to you know to find a bottom on him. Um, I, I may even use your strategy and wait to see a turn and kind of buy as it's up instead of trying to call a bottom and missing it. So not on to tease. What did I learn? What I learned is it's fun. What I learned is it's a legitimate platform. What I learned is it's pretty easy to use. And I'll take it this way. If there is a liquidity growth, if there are more users, if people start trading on the platform and, and get involved, if Collectible is successful in what they're trying to do, which is bring more users into the platform and thereby create liquidity because there's more people trading these assets, it will be a, it will be a very interesting way of trading the higher-end assets that are out there. The things that sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars that we can't buy the whole of, but we can buy in this way and get exposure to those assets, the best of the best assets. So, I'd be so curious, yeah. like um, just using Panini Digital for example, there's really mm -hmm. like 10 big buyers, 10 yep. whales, right? Mm -hmm. I'm curious if Collectible would like eventually share, you know, users, active users, how many big users, because it really doesn't take as much as we think. Right, we 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 have we think it takes millions. I think a hundred thousand. Remember a hundred thousand uh, Top Shot users. Mm -hmm. Remember we talked about that, and there was liquidity. People are scooping. Oh yeah, that number. Yes. I, I for some reason that number always stuck to me as like the tipping point for when a platform gained maturity. Yeah, I mean, I don't think collectible with you know as few assets as it has would need that many. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to, you know, to kind of, you know, high level, have that data, how many active users there are, how many total users and that kind of stuff. It would, it would definitely be interesting. Let's talk today about the five things you bought. 
Start with the Hank. You bought a Hank Aaron card, right? Can you, you know, uh, take your time and, and and show just so that we have because, guys, you know, I mean, listen, we're our first time talking with, uh, you know, about these things. With these are the ones that we have, so I want to show. So that is obviously that's the performance. So that's just three. Those are the quote top performers. But we just bought them this week. So right now, our our, our one thousand dollars looks like it's at what one thousand seven. Twenty seven. You made twenty bucks this week. Woo! Two, two, 2.7% if you look at it that way. Um, you know, and that, that also includes there's obviously some fees. You know, there's some pennies here and there, five cents per share. You know, but there's the portfolio. So what you see here, guys, is basketball, football, baseball, a split of vintage and modern. Um, the, the, I can talk through why I bought these and what I bought. The LeBron James 03 Fleer EX Essential Credentials Now um that card is i believe out of 102 they just don't come up for sale that often at all i bought uh that's the largest piece of the portfolio um a couple reasons number one i think lebron's prices are hitting a floor now we've talked about this on our show many many times um we saw that this week in um a different asset on collectible we, we noticed you know obviously i didn't buy this one if i did we would have been, we would have been better off but the lebron 03 ultimate collection rookie auto and bgs 95 um one sold in pwcc at ninety six thousand dollars, and the fractional one on collectible jumped 44 percent this week up to ninety nine thousand to match that there are a lot of other lebrons in auction that have either bottomed out or started to go up and this particular item what was attracted to me is I, I started looking at the bids and the ask price on it and there weren't a lot of shares left at the price that i was able to get this one at and after these available shares the ask price jumped significantly right so basically it was something i had never even looked at before something we had never even talked about before we've been talking about market value but you know basically what i was able to, to look at during trading hours was that there was basically you know a, a block of shares at this price and then no one else willing to sell even close to this to me that provides an opportunity that when lebron starts playing again or lebron's prices start going up again people start to look into you know this card i've now purchased it at a, a, an amount lower than anybody else is willing to sell it at um so that was you know that was the you know the interesting thing there um a couple of other ones the 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 clemente rookie um in psa 8 um there is one ending this coming week in heritage as also the you know we have a bunch of those mantles and high-end vintage and i think there's going to be a significant eye on high-end vintage cards um when the mantle breaks a record and the other clemente sells and the other mantle sell and all these other ones sell i think that story coming out of heritage auction which ends you know in about a week is going to be wow vintage baseball look what it's doing look what it's doing and you know uh, this clemente having some exposure to it um, you know, that was, you know, that was an easy play for me. Um, you know, just at this price, I think it's lower than recent Wait, comps. Yeah. Friday or Saturday? I think it's the 27th and 28th. So I believe that is what Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, I think it's Sunday. two days. Cool. So, but the main will end on Saturday and yeah. the same, the same held true for the Hank Aaron, um, didn't buy a ton of shares of this only 13 shares. Um, you know, but but I was buying it at, um, I think it's approximately 169,000 uh, market cap. Um, and I did this for two reasons. Well, three. Number one, what we just talked about, 
that vintage is going to be, you know, something that everybody's looking at when that heritage ends. Number two is um, PWCC just had a PSA 9, which never sells. The PSA 9 sells for like three quarters of a million dollars. set a record, like 720000 or whatever it sold for. This is an 8.5. It's not a 9. But when you compare, there's not that many 8.5s. You get down to 8, it's a different story. But there's not that many 8.5s. Yes, it's a notch below a 9. But if a 9 is 700 something thousand dollars, does the 8 at 160 something become a bargain? I thought yes. Um, when I saw that comp, but more importantly, I also saw um, a comp at uh, I think it was REA. Yes, REA sold an Aaron eight five. So Robert Edwards auction okay. sold the exact same eight five on the fourteenth for one hundred ninety two thousand dollars. So a comp this week, literally days ago, at a one ninety two when the one on collectibles in the one sixties. So, so three reasons all pointing to that this particular item on collectible was lower than recent comps, lower than, um, you know, obviously the nine, which set a record. And, you know, it's going to be one of those cards that I think folks are, are, are talking about. So that was that one. Um, I also, you know, I was looking for comps, right? So the Tom Brady uh, Contenders Championship ticket rookie out of 100, um, you know, there was one ending in PWCC this past week. It ended on Thursday night. It sold for lower than recent comps. Recent comps are one four ish. This one sold for one point two, but I noticed the one on collectibles was below one point two. It was one point one and change. So I purchased some shares, not a lot, thirty shares of this. Um, you know, a hundred something dollars worth, but thirty shares of this um, because there were not a ton available under the one point two number. And now we, as you know, as holders of this Luca Nation, are in this under not only the older comps but the most recent comp on Thursday. It sold for higher than what this one was at. Um, and Cage, real quick before we jump yeah, to sure. the next, um, contenders versus the regular ticket, the one out of a hundred versus the base. Talk mm-hmm. to me how you know which to prefer. Like if someone's out there deciding, uh, you know, I, I believe there is the base one out of this is on the site as well, right? So there's a there's a basket, yes, a basket. A basket so with, talk to me uh, how PGS you make 90. the decision. Talk to me how you make that decision. So so it's personal preference, right? And there was a PSA ten that sold for a lot um, in the PWCC auction also because there's not a lot of PSA tens of uh, of this card. But to me, um, you know, if if <laughs> if you're asking my rationale here, I would always lean towards purchasing the card that there's less supply of not a card that there's more of and looking for it to be you know rare or scarce because of the grade i was more so looking for there can only ever be a hundred owners of this particular card so so for me this one stuck out as the one that you know if brady starts off hot if he starts to move up his prices move up this one moves up before the other ones do um you know, just because to me, you want to have ones that are scarce because they're scarce, not scarce because, you know, it's got a good grade. Does that make sense to you? Makes total sense, man. Okay. Keep rocking. I mean, I don't I don't mind the other one either, by the way. I think the other one is, is probably undervalued compared to comps as well, and we can talk about that. But to me, um, the the um, this champion's ticket is like, this is the card that... Um, that that fractional is made for 
right? This particular one where there is a hundred of these and you know, you're probably not going to have a chance to buy one yourself. I'll never own one of these myself just outright because it is a, it's a seven figure card. You know, that's just tough, but I can own shares of it. And I think that that's, you know, whereas the other one I could own, you know, this one I can't. Um, we can start talking about quarterbacks, but the last item, guys, we've left this up just so you can see it. It's all about full disclosure. The last item that I bought, we can start to talk about, um, you know, QBs. Um, you know, if you want to click on, click on the Mahomes one for me, right? If, if you can, I mean, you can get in there. Oh, it's not a link. My bad. So I bought the Patrick Mahomes National Treasures uh, rookie patch auto out of 99. Uh, bought into that one also. Um it, the patch on it's not the greatest patch, but I knew that there was one selling uh, in a BGS 9 in Premier. It actually sold for a decent amount of money with a nice patch. It sold for $168,000, which is more than the one that Mahomes is you know, selling for on Collectible. But you know, these, these, these NT RPAs out of 99, they are, you know, they are the, like the, 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 the bellwether item for... QBs, and I think of all the quarterbacks that are out there that have seen, you know, their price craziness. Mahomes hasn't had anywhere near the run-up that a Josh Allen or any of these, you know, other Herbert and 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 Trevor Lawrence and all these guys have had. Um, it'll be Mahomes ninety-nine. If you, if you type that in, it should probably show up. Um, so, so to me, this was the one uncollectible for Mahomes, and I think if Mahomes goes out there and does what he's got to do, there's less of a you know there's there's less of a downside potential on him. He's already won MVP, he's already won a Super Bowl. The guy doesn't really lose. The market cap on this one, you can click on it, is I think like eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, seventy nine two, right? What is it? A BGS eight five, mm-hmm. right? So the nine with a nicer patch, nicer grade, sold for one hundred and sixty eight thousand. So really. My play on this one is this is a two-color patch. It's out of 99. It's the same card. This one's a little lesser um, lesser grade, and the patch is not as nice. But is it really worth more than double right. to upgrade to a 9? So this was my thought on that particular card. And also, it's a play on Mahomes. You like Mahomes. It's That's our portfolio presently, guys. You know, it was fun kind of building this out and looking at the bids, the asks, you know, and um, – you know, going from there, and we'll see what happens. A lot of these had recent comps, um, and and a lot of them had sales that just happened, like that Hank Aaron, like this Mahomes. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not people, you know, look for these items in the in the coming week or two. But the last thing that I, my thought was on these is that I know there is not a a tremendous amount of liquidity on the platform. Okay. So the five items that I purchased are ones that I do not mind holding for a longer period of time. My window can on these doesn't have to be, wow, I got to get out Monday morning or Tuesday. I don't have to get out at all. It's a Clemente as you were, rookie. As you, were browsing, shoot. as you were browsing, Cage, did you notice that these have more liquidity than other ones? Like, is there more bids and asks for these or no? No. No, I watched them to see whether or not there were any kind of you know crazy liquidity on them. And for the day before I bought each one of these, I don't think there was any trades on them at all. Um, and several of them, I think three of the five are at exactly the price that I purchased them at during the week. And they didn't, you know, they didn't trade hands at all on Friday. They didn't have any, any, um, you know, motion at all. I think maybe the Mahomes might've had like one share trade, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that basically, you know, the, these were not exactly the most active cards on the platform, but 
my thought was that with these comps coming and, you know, people seeing them, it might be something that has some activity this week. That's usually what we see, right? You know, when the PWCC premiere ends, golden ends, you know, Robert Ever, then people are like, oh, wait, isn't that one of those uncollectible? It happened when the SGC5 mantle sold for $300,000 a week and a half ago, and all of a sudden the PSA7 mantle jumped up on collectible. Same kind of thing. I think the the bigger key is with our content, what we always try to do is be practitioners. And, and I think when, when you're in the weeds, when you're kind of actually doing things as opposed to talking about theoretical stuff and concepts, you were able to deliver a different type of message. Yep. So as you, you know, fast forward 30 days, 60, 90 days, you know, we have our shareholder meeting. I know we're not allowed to say that, but you know, no. you're able to <laughs> no shareholders, <laughs> no shareholders, just friends and family. <laughs> we're all friends, uh, goods and services. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I think you're going to be able to deliver a much different message a, as you go through this process. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to it. You want to go through the data and wrap? Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, I appreciate that. And, and I will tell you, it gives me a greater appreciation for the people who send us messages and we're like, okay, make sure you don't just use share price, you know, talk about market, like make sure you look at these things because it is a much more nuanced thing, especially with these are not trading exactly like stocks yet. Right. You know, it's not, it's not as easy to move in and out of these. And, you know, one of the things that I learned this week is you kind of have to be able to buy something that you don't mind holding for a while because you may not have a choice. So Giannis game worn 48 point game worn and signed sneakers photo matched up 130%, basically flat. If you look at it in the last two weeks, right. 50%, 56% last week, up 130% this week. Second thing is the exact same scenario, but Luka Doncic and up 120%, but down 55 last week. Clemente, maybe you want to take a few seconds to talk about Clemente. How does he and Jackie Robinson, uh, you know, Jackie, they used to trade a little bit closer in that range. I feel like recently Jackie pulled away. Yep. Remember I even bought the Clemente card. It was like my first vintage card. So I've been mm -hmm. watching his market. His market hasn't ran as much. But this week, up 78% on collectible. It's a 56 tops basket times two. PSA 9. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's one of those guys that has everything. Humanitarian. As a matter of fact, the Humanitarian Award in baseball is named after him. Um, you know, he has that crazy story to end his career where he, cool. uh, he died in a plane crash. I think he was actually flying the plane. Um, and I didn't know he died. That. He Amelia died. Earhart? He died with exactly um, 3,000 hits. What? Yeah. So, I mean, Wait, lots he died. of – He didn't retire. He died in a plane crash? Yep. And he was flying the plane? I believe so. Wow. Yeah. Like Roy Holiday. <laughs> but I believe, you What's know, so that – Roy Holiday was a legend for the Phillies. He brought a World Series. He beat your stupid-ass Yankees. Right. Do you remember um, that? Do you want me to remind you? I don't, know if he was, I don't know if he was flying it. I know that he was in a plane trying to deliver like uh, relief packages. Um, I know he, you know, he, he crashed near Puerto Rico. I don't know he where he was going. Maybe Nicaragua. Maybe he was trying to go to Nicaragua. Maybe in I think I don't. I don't know. If he crashes off the coast of Puerto Puerto Rico. Wow. Yeah. So. That's you know, terrible. I mean, he's got a, a you know a. a um, 
you know, a crazy, a crazy story, obviously with that. And, and, um, you know, great player played for a long time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, so like I said, humanitarian, great story, um, you know, checks a lot of boxes, just an amazing hitter, uh, you know, played in the world series. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, he, it was the off season. I'm pretty sure he got his 3000 hit in like the last game of the season. Kate, you're shockingly accurate. I, I, I fact checked everything. You know, I was, I was fact checking it. I was fake. I was about the fake news. I have a fake news button right here. I was about to do it, but everything is spot on. He's the only player with exactly 3000 hits. Fascinating. Cage just provenanced all you guys. All right, top three decliners. I mean, I don't know. Was I don't know if he's flying it though. Like that's the. He was okay. Okay, he okay. wasn't flying. So fact it. check me. I don't think he was. <laughs> Every, when you're in the air, everyone's flying it. You've seen Soul Plane. <laughs> so I mean, listen. It's <laughs> no, I haven't actually, but I know what that is. You know, I mean, this is it's pretty nuts, and I'm pretty sure he. I mean, listen, I I could be wrong here, and I have a friend who's a huge fan. I'm doing it disservice. He, the plane might it might have crashed on New Year's Eve. Recent. No, it might have crashed on New Year's Eve. Like he might have been like flying a humanitarian mission on New Year's Eve. Might yes. might have been. Yes, tragically, this is because he died in a plane accident on New Year's Eve that year on his way to help earthquake victims in Nicaragua. Clemente has exactly three thousand hits and no more. By the way, that article is written by Cage Lawyer, so I don't know. If I could <laughs> yeah, fact fact checking myself. www.cagelawyernmbatopshot.com cage cage fake web pages to fact check himself.com you know um great defensive player too led the led the league in outfield assists many many times over i don't know how many but you know like outs from the outfield that'd be cool if that was a real stat that anyone ever cared about ever wow I care about it. I mean, you know, now you talk about like wins above replacement and like runs saved and all these sabermetric stuff, right? That's definitely but who, who are they replacing this imaginary? Who's this imaginary <laughs> player they're subbing in? Because <laughs> I, I, I could create like an I, I've been in Excel a lot more tracking my portfolio. I could do whatever I want with the data. Wins above replacement, you know. I'm putting, you know, listen. I'm sure they've made movies about the guy, but forget about like this. There are there are movie type of stories for him. You know, like everybody loves a natural. He knocked the cover off the ball. That's fake. That's fiction. But there is an at bat where he was uh, pitching against. Uh, he was hitting against Bob Gibson, who was you know one of the great pitchers. I mean, we've seen his stuff. And Gibson threw one in tight and knocked Clemente down, like just knocked him down. Um, and later in the at bat, uh, I'm. I'm I don't think he did it on purpose, right? Because uh, if he's this good, then that would be amazing. But Clemente hit a line drive back up the middle and broke Gibson's leg with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those scenes that you'll get in the in the Roberto Clemente He just movie, made for know? Disney World. He his the... <laughs> Well, that's not exactly tale. a Disney movie, you know? Like, you know, well, let me see if it didn't happen. That's a fairy tale. It did happen. It did happen. Okay, do me a favor. Go on your Googles or your Duck Duck. Goldberg and find just type in Clemente breaks Gibson's leg or something. I don't know, but I'm telling you, Lou, Lou, Lewis Cardinals ace Bob Gibson. St. Louis, not Sub- Lewis. No, it's, it Saint says Lewis. There's no scene. <laughs> Louis Janu. Lewis Cardinals. Louis ace Cardinals. Bob Gibson suffers a broken leg when he is struck by a line drive hit 
by future Hall of Famer Robert Clemente. Wow. I'm telling you, man. He brushed it back and he, 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 hit, he, hit, he hit a ball back up the middle and broke the pitcher's leg with it. Again, not saying he did it on purpose. I'm sure he didn't. But there you go. I mean, that's uh, – listen, there are people who really talk about this guy like he was the greatest to do it. You know how sometimes I'll talk about like Bo Jackson. We missed out on you know his career. He could have been great. He was an athletic freak. But, I mean, like, you know, people claim that if he caught a ball, you know, deep into the outfield, 350, 360 feet, however many feet it is out there, you know, warning track or close to it, he could throw on a fly to home plate and get a runner out. Like, that's this is what they're, this is what they're claiming. I, I mean, I did not see him play. He passed away. I know, you think I, I know you think I dated Martha Washington before she met George. But he, this guy died several years before I was born. So, but yeah, I mean, listen, part of collecting is that, you know, the iconic nature of the player, the stories that are attached to him. And, you know, as you start to go down a rabbit hole of Clemente and start Googling him, you'll find more and more of these stories. And the way that they're written, you know, he's held in such a, such a high regard. So it doesn't surprise me that, um, that his stuff gets loved. But I think the point you've made here, the, I think the, Better one is Jackie Robinson is is the more household name, and before last year, Clemente and Robinson they're both taught about in school. I mean the kids both, they know about both of them, but but everyone jumped on the Robinson bandwagon, and Robinson stuff has exploded, and Clemente stuff has started to inch up a little bit, but it hasn't caught up to Jackie Robinson. So there may be a, a play in Clemente's cards. I mean Robinson stuff might have also got a little ahead of itself and may come down, and they may meet in the middle, you know. Thank you for that compliment. I, I don't think I made any good points this whole episode, but it's always nice. An ego stroke always feels good. Um, this guy. This is this the last guy. week without football, right? We're going in next Sunday is the 28th. That will be the final week, and then it's football season, right? We're into September. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I, they, I don't know if they expanded the um, you know the preseason at all. I know they were talking about do that. Doing that um, NFL season starts. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's usually beginning it's, it's of been, September. It's been a long summer without sport. I don't know if you guys felt that too. Uh, I was watching a little soccer today, but it, it was. It felt like a you know just a dry summer. Not a lot of not a lot going on. We were supposed to have the World Cup. We didn't have that. So right. Thursday the eighth. Thursday the eighth. Okay, Thursday so seventeen days away. Two weeks. Two weeks and change. Uh, any final words before we wrap, Cage? There's not a ton of IPOs coming up. Uh, yeah, man, listen, data-wise, the Tatis you talked about is down. Um, if you're a hockey person and you want to get involved in hockey during the offseason, that Ovechkin 05, the cup, four-color RPA, BGS 9.5, was one of the top down items this week, down 56%. Um, an interesting little note from Collectible, one of the items that was exited, just to kind of show how this stuff works, right? It's not always like, oh, it's an exit. And, you know, last year the market was frothy and high and everybody who bought last year is silly. And look at all the buyouts. You know, it's not the case for every item. Um, there was a 1950 Bowman Gram PSA 9, right? It's a weird looking card, dude. You can take a look at it. He's kind of like, it looks like he's dancing with the football, but he's really throwing it. But that's what they did. You know, they didn't have the same kind of photography. It's, a, it's an art card. It's drawn. Um, in April, that card was bought out on Collectible for $70,000. And the same card was just sold at mile high. Same exact card. 
sold a mile high for 139,473.39, meaning double what it was taken off the platform for in April. So, you know, it just shows the opportunity that's there with vintage on collectible with when they have the right items. Um, you know, so that's just, you know, that's, it's a fun one. We talked about, um, the Hank Aaron, one of the other cards you guys know, I, um, you know, I'm a holder of not on the, not on the the fractional, you know, uh, not on collectible here, but just, you know, um, I own one myself. Um, the Joe Montana rookie card. So it, we'd be remiss if we didn't spend a couple seconds talking about the comps on this. Um, PSA 10. 66 was the last sale, right? 69, 69 at PWCC with an E. So that's with the I appeal. But also this week on the 14th, one for 63,000 at Robert Edward with no designation, no I appeal. The one on collectible is down 13% to 61,750. So it's, you know, it's definitely below the REA and even le- even lower than the uh, the PWCC one. I think that's a card that someone who owns three would buy a fourth to protect the floor. Someone who owns one would add a second one. It's a guy who's – he's in that – like I know we go Mount Rushmore a four, but really 10 to 12. Like Montana is like that guy, like that all-American guy. I think the pop is what a hundred on this in the PSA ten. I think I think it's less. Less. Well, no, it might, it might be a hundred. Uh, the rice I, is less. The rice I say is that less. because I find it very difficult to see this card fall below sixty. Just the way okay. it's been moving, I've been watching this card for a while. Um, you, you could think of this card in a, in a in a way out of a ninety nine card, right? Like kind of similar we'll trade. Similar to that, there'll be support. There will be people coming in and buying it to protect their investment. Uh, I think I think this is a strong play. I think this. If you didn't own it, I would be surprised if you didn't put you know three percent of the portfolio into that, five percent, ten percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I, I like the card. I do. You know, I, obviously, I'm a fan of it. Um, and yeah, we talked about you know we talked about a bunch of the other cards that moved. Um, trying to think, what else? Anything else? The IPOs you want to go through really quick. The Fisk waves it fair home run ball. I, I think these are all the same IPOs from last week. Still, like I think In-app. those are the ones that are available. Carlton In-app. Fisk, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, nineteen eighty-five, um, dead stock sample with box. I, I, I could pull it up. I'll see if it's available. And then the really exciting one is the LeBron James game worn photo match jersey. Yep. Uh, market caps ninety k. IPO open is the Tatum flawless gold. At fifty six thousand, with eighteen percent remaining. There you go. Safe. So, so there you go. Jordan dead stock. I don't know if they have a photo of it. You know, I don't know what this means. I don't know what dead stock means. Uh, th- so like, what I've learned, Cage, is I stay in my niche a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's tempting to go and branch out, but I think you know, jack of all trades, master of none. So like. I don't really mess with this stuff. Uh, although this is kind of a cool shoe. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Uh, maybe you guys will tell us in the Discord group what this means. So this is the 1985 Nike Air Jordan 1 dead stock player sample with box. Cool? Yeah. I mean, dead stock, right? It's just like a discontinued, right? You know. Um, yeah. Love you, Luca Nation. Oh. That's another episode. Kate, you're a legend. 
that first 20 minutes as you're going through the five assets, um, it's your element. I love when you're kind of like in your zone, just riffing on stuff that you know, because there's people don't realize you have years and years, decades and decades of not only knowledge, but experience. And I get to see it, you know, 100% of the time, our Luca Nation probably gets 20, 30. So when you go on those kind of like, I would go back and re-listen to um, the first 20 minutes again. Appreciate that, man. It's fun. And I hope to bring that same kind of stuff next week as well as we, you know, we see how these things trade and whether or not we're still on the same items or what. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.